1: This it's has it, been the editing, no. it's so it's so weird being back
0: It's so good to have you, oh my god, thank god you're back <laughs> <laughs> you no, 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 I'm not, there's no, not to say about you, ah. Joe, I'm just saying, uh, if you listen to last week's episode, it was me and Jeff talking a little Wet Hot American Summer And uh, you're wet. such an alpha male, Joe and then when you have two betas in here, they're just like, oh, please, you first. No, you were going to say something. We're like interrupting each other and, oh, I, yeah, that's a very good point. Like we just agreed with each other the entire time. And, no, what, what hey, I remember heard that part was, that was Jeff funny? trying was funny. to drive the ship.
1: And like you'd be like, yeah, that's great, Jeff, but hold on. I want to go back and do this. <laughs> well, there's a it's lot like, of points I wanted uh, to make. We had not got to. Let Jeff try to drive the ship. And then no. like 90 minutes later. It was great. It was fun. <laughs> I love Jeff. that we're trying to present this like we're not, we haven't recorded this entire evening out of sequence. Uh, I, w- I was trying to create the illusion. The illusion. <laughs> Tricks are things whores do for money, making. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. I'm Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Uh, sometimes they're bad. A lot of times they're bad movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes we catch some uh, wonderful, undiscovered, underappreciated cinematic gems. Uh, and uh, whatever the case may be, though, we'll watch the movies. We'll come back here, talk about them. With each other and with you, our lovely editing bay listeners, uh, and uh, and tonight, well, tonight's a little bittersweet. Um, mm. Oh, because oh, yes. you know, uh, just recently, uh, you know, the news came down last week—the passing of uh, world wrestling entertainment legend and you know, a legend in his own right, you know, mixed mm-hmm. media or multimedia uh, uh, superstar. Hot Rod Rowdy Roddy Piper mm-hmm. passed away in his sleep at the age of sixty one. Was
0: he? Was it in his sleep? That's confirmed, then, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. And of a heart attack? Is that what I, they're saying? I, I assume. I guess so. Okay. I guess so. I That's mean, the guy had I'd read. a history. You know, a history of some substance
1: abuse. Oh, and, really? and drinking and stuff. And least, you know, he looked he had, pretty had good lot. at the end, though. He looked, he looked all right. He looked all right. He had some some moments where he didn't look quite as good. Yeah. But he he managed to kind of trim back down and get his stuff back together. A uh, consummate family man, you know, he was really? married to the same person wow. for, for 20 plus years. Uh you know, four I think four kids, three grandkids. Uh, you know, he's but but he definitely had demons, you know, just like a lot of those wrestlers. A lot yeah. of wrestlers have those demons that they they chase, you know. Yeah. we
0: learned about a couple of them last week That's too. That's right. <laughs> uh, oh, did you? <laughs> Talking about Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah, that, yeah. I don't yeah. know how buried those demons are. Uh, but you know, when I when I heard Roddy Piper had passed away because that was what Friday, right? And then, uh, but earlier in the week was when the whole Hulk Hogan uh, using the what was he dropping the N word some old tapes
1: talking about if you go back and you listen to MVP this past week's MVP Mm -hmm. I was on with the guys and I guess it was from the the sex tape from six years ago okay like some Uh, someone decided to watch more of it and they were like oh he uses the N word and like this is what he's getting static for is from that 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 tape from six years ago right well.
0: And, and, and we talked, again, you can, go back, you
1: can go back and watch and listen, I'd uh, rather listen to the MVP episode. I will. And, you know, while I don't, I do not agree with that language. There's never a, a time where you should use a language like mm-hmm. that. But this was, like, the dude was taped. Uh, he didn't know he was right. being recorded. Yeah, I've said this some things. wasn't, like, he wasn't on company time. Uh, not, that that, that, not that that's an excuse, but... We say things in oh, private. Oh, sure. And I'm not saying just you and I. I'm saying we, as people, we all say things in private yeah. that we are thankful nobody hears us say. We just had to
0: cut something out of the show that I said. That's right. <laughs> 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 so. And now Jeff's like, now I have to cut this part out. <laughs> so,
1: so but, but we have that luxury that we can do something like that. So- To have something like this happen, again, I'm not giving it an excuse. It's not an excuse. He shouldn't say stuff like that. Mm -hmm. He shouldn't be screwing some other guy's wife either, Mm -hmm. and that's what's going on in that sex tape. You need to be a little more discerning about the things that you do, Mr. Hulk Hogan. Mm -hmm. But, one, WWE, if you're going to punish the guy, you know, fine. Fire him. Suspend him. Erase Taking him out of your Hall of Fame and like erasing him from like the face of your company like from like from their wwe network it's like they're trying to like erase him from their history very soviet era cold war do that with a guy that's responsible for putting your company in the limelight yes and like the fact that your company is where it is today almost exclusively because of the actions and the efforts of what this guy did back in the 80s yeah that's a tough one to call, man. You almost That's g-
0: so tough. You almost get the impression that like they were trying to find an excuse to to get rid of him or disavow or you know make him not so associated. And yeah. this just came along and like, oh, this is our opportunity. Is let's, let's say it's this. When in reality, we right know what like what maybe it really there, is. maybe there was something else going on. Yeah, I, I, I guess I'm more sto- just trying to compare and contrast how Roddy went out. Versus, you know, the exact same week, so, how Hulk's legacy is turning Hulk, out to yeah. be, and like all the things you said, family man, married to the same woman, beloved, the, the outpour that has uh, emerged this past weekend. Like, I didn't realize this many people. I knew you did, yeah. But um, they had the the love for Roddy Piper because Roddy I just Piper. knew him as the guy who wore the kilt, yeah. who was kind of the arch nemesis to Hulk Hogan, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Especially back in the '80s, the first couple WrestleManias, yeah, and WrestleMania
0: three is the first uh, one I saw him in.
1: Yeah, and uh, and so no, Roddy Piper. What was weird about Roddy Piper, my father took me to a bunch of wrestling shows when I was a little kid, mm-hmm. and that's what's weird. Like, my, my love affair with wrestling was always kind of in and out. When I was a little kid, I was really into it, and then I kind of got out of it when I started getting into comics and G.I. Joe stuff and, you know, kind of get my, my pre-teen years. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of got back into it. Uh, and, you know, just before we moved to here from from New York I I was back into it like the, the ultimate warrior era and like mm-hmm. at that point was when Roddy Piper came back because he oh, had yeah. left and started doing movies and that's when you know the movie we're going to be talking about today you know but he left and then he came back and he came back as a face as a good guy and that's when I kind of around that time I kind of got back into wrestling and that was fun you know when he, he when I first started watching him he was that heel that you love to hate then he came back and he was that face that was like he was amazing and you loved to cheer him on And then I kind of got out of it again, and then I got back into wrestling back when I was getting my my mid-20s, my early and mid-20s. And, you know, he kind of made his return in WCW, and it was like, oh, man, there's Hot Rod. You know, it's really cool to see him, and he's doing great, and he's been doing this and doing that. You know, and and meanwhile, you're seeing him pop up in other things. You know, talking with the guys on MVP, you know, he was on It's Always Sunny, I guess, playing like (laughs) a, a local indie wrestler. Uh, oh, and funny. and seeing him pop up and stuff like that, you know, he did an original series on uh, the WWE Network called Legends House, hmm. where you got to see him kind of in real world situations, living in a house with, you know, a bunch of other WWE personalities, uh, and and it's kind of it's nice to see the curtain pulled back a little bit yeah. on this guy. But you know, you, you could even go go so far as to like go back and just watch the the Cindy Lauper Goonies are Good Enough <laughs> good music enough. video, yeah, uh-huh. and just the very end. Where Roddy Piper and all these different bad guys from the WWE are trying to buy out Cindy Lauper's family's like gas station. I love that. And he's like, he's there and he's buying everything out. And he's you know this big, larger than life bad guy personality. And they use their magic, whatever, and they and it summons like Andre the Giant. Right. And oh, Andre yeah. the Giant fights all the bad guys off. And in the last shot is Hot Rod, and Andre the Giant's chasing him away, and Hot Rod's running across the street, and he almost gets hit by a car, and he, like, slams his fists on the hood of the car, and he's, like, laughing, but, like, you know, shaking his fist. (laughs) And that's kind of that that image that I'm always going to have of Hot Rod, that, like, he never quite backs down, but he's going to back down, but he's always going to have a word for you. (laughs) I loved him as a performer, and he's that guy that, you know, maybe wasn't always the best wrestler, but he was always a great personality and always great on the mic, and... That's why it's really fun that, you know, we got to do this movie.
0: We're talking about John Carpenter's They Live. And when you told me this was the movie we were going to watch, first of all, I, I I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know it was John Carpenter. Uh-huh. I knew uh, Roddy Piper. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. All right, I'll do this because, you know, we're we're uh, commemorating a, a passing. Trying to be a little topical. <laughs> exactly. But I was like, oh, man, we I going to do another wrestling movie? We just did No Holds no Barred a yeah. couple of weeks ago. And I was like, I don't know that I can do this again. Because I was expecting another train wreck like that. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, John Carpenter. Oh, oh, I've heard of this movie. Uh-huh. Oh, this is like critically acclaimed. Yeah. Audiences love it, too. It's uh-huh. like, you know, th- they're almost matched on Rotten Tomatoes, 83% and 79% with, with audiences. Uh, so I, I kind of got excited about it and then watched it for the first time. This is an awesome movie, This is so fun. This is fun, dude. It's so fun. And he's so great in it. This movie
1: inspires uh, a lot of things in pop culture that you don't even realize. uh, And and it's got to be kind of maybe sometimes pointed out to you. Like, if you're familiar with The Family Guy and uh, Peter Griffin fighting the chicken, like... This movie inspired that because there's a complete there's a five minute fight, fight scene yeah. where Roddy Piper trying to get Keith David to wear a, a pair of sunglasses, <laughs> and it goes on forever. It's crazy, and that's what inspired the whole Peter Griffin versus the chicken fight oh, stuff no in the Family Guy. That's yeah, funny. Uh, and so. You know, there's that. There's there's the scene that everybody knows. Like if you've been to a Dallas Stars game or if you've been to any kind of sporting event, chances are you've seen the clip where Roddy Piper's in the bank and he says, "I've come to chew bubble, bubble gum gum. and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubble gum. I
0: had no idea that originated with this movie because I've heard it said time and time again. Don't they say it in Dazed and Confused? One I of the think characters so. says that too, yeah. and I, I I thought it originated there. Yeah. But this predates that.
1: Yeah, it does it does? Which which is weird because the story of Dazed and Confused predates takes place before takes place before this movie exactly. that came out in 1988. It's very confusing. Uh so yeah the the story of this movie is you got Roddy Piper who plays a guy named uh Nada. Yeah. Johnny Nada. He's a drifter. He's a drifter and he's uh he's made his way to the to the city. What what is this the like the west coast it's I
0: think I thought they said Cleveland, Cleveland? at a point. Cleveland? Is it Cleveland? They mentioned Cleveland I wasn't but it seemed like oh this is Cleveland. Okay. Uh, that it, would make sense Because it looks like shit It, looks, it does look like shit Apologies to our Cleveland <laughs> listeners
1: <laughs> So he's he's a drifter He's made it to the city He's trying to find work uh, And he, he gets some work On like a construction site mm-hmm. And you know it, It's kind of this weird Like everybody's down and out
0: and it, it feels like Rocky. It feels like the first act of Rocky to uh-huh. me, just the way it's very like uh, understated, and it's not a lot of dialogue. Not it's, a lot of dialogue. Things are s- slowly paced, uh-huh. but but s- still you're It's there's compelling. Enough, it's it is slow, compelling. It's slow, but compelling. Because there's way. enough mystery that they string you along along the way, and that's a theme throughout the entire movie, but yeah, right off the bat, you, you want to know more about this character, and so you're, you're following him on his journey, mm-hmm. even though not much happens for the first half hour.
1: And so he meets up with Keith David, mm-hmm. who uh, kind of hooks him up with a place to to you know lay, lay, lay low for a little while while you know get a a roof over his head get some food and he starts to kind of you know he 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 keys in on some some crap that's going down you know like there's some some weirdness going down at like a local church Mm -hmm. and you know what the hell's going on with these guys what's going on with the tv starts with the tv the the, signal and the the, the street preacher Mm -hmm. uh and so uh and and so he kind of stumbles across a, a a weird I d I don't know. I don't I don't know how much I want to give away with what's going on like with this first part of the movie. I mean I know we're we pretty much jump right into spoiler territory.
0: Eh, yeah, but it it it's there's enough even if we told you what was going on, if you've never seen this movie, yeah. It's it's more about the journey, the experience of it than oh, it turns out there are fill in the blank. There you go. Which we can just say. All right. So long story short, um
1: <laughs> uh, aliens. Aliens, dude. Aliens. Yeah. Basically aliens have taken over the aliens are keeping keeping humans down and they've mm-hmm. been doing it for a long time you know you what you have here what john carpenter's done under a pseudonym too and i don't understand i don't remember why he took a pen name oh this is
0: like a richard Bachman the, situation yeah, like
1: that he, he he used his real name as the director but then he used the pseudonym uh frank armitage which is actually keith david's character's name in the movie he used that as the as the pen name for as a scriptwriter on this movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and so so he uh, he's basically created the story that's like this, you know, it's it's kind of uh, almost a Romero esque, and they even mention Romero at the end of this movie. It's a Romero esque shot at like consumerism and yeah. you know how you're being controlled by uh, uh, by by marketing and 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 stuff, and and I think it's it's so very clever, but it's basically these aliens. Controlling humanity, right? Uh, and Roddy Piper is one of very few people that can see this, right.
0: Through these sunglasses, magical set of sunglasses that he <laughs> yes. comes upon uh, from this this group, this group of like freedom fighters, basically who are uh-huh. trying to uh, trying to uh, uh, forge a, a resistance. That's right. And he like liberates a box of these
1: sunglasses yeah. when late at night, in the middle of the night. Government forces come in and basically raid mm-hmm. this uh, this shanty town that he's living in. Oh my God! Uh, and uh, and yeah, he 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 takes those glasses and he starts walking around the city, and
0: and he starts seeing everything for what it really is, which is very clever. And and one of the. Like my favorite horror movies. Is this horror? I guess it's. I think I think you
1: can classify this as like a thriller.
0: Yeah, thriller is more like it because it's not like you know it's not torture porn. It's none of that. Um, It's certainly R rated for some language and (laughs) lots of violence there near the end. Yeah. Uh, Huge body count.
1: See, I would call it horror if they were being hunted
0: throughout the movie, and they're not really being hunted. No, it's just that it's a thriller, mystery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like a a Scooby Doo, except a little, little harder edge without Uh the dog. Uh, But. uh, Where's it going with that point? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> fuck.
1: <laughs> that, that, that is, like, where were you going to go with it? Like, with the pr- production of it? The
0: way that the story's being told? Oh, oh, horror movies. So I like horror movies. No, you were oh. talking about the themes oh, about okay. consumerism and advertising and how we're, we're all being controlled. Uh, the best horror movies, I think, always have, like, some sort of you know, grounded in reality theme that there's a message that they're trying to portray. Yeah. Uh, instead of, but they're doing it in a, in, a, in a clever way. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, I love as you said, he puts his sunglasses on. Everything's in black and white when he has the sunglasses yes. on, which I think is nice too. Um, and he sees the people who are actually aliens, which are, are pretty scary looking for the time.
1: Yeah, the design is is pretty wild. Reminded
0: me of uh, what's that? A, is it Twilight Zone episode um, or what's the, what, the what's, Outer Limits? Yeah, one of the Outer Limits ones where. Is it uh, uh, Shatner? sees the man on the wing. Oh no, that's that is Twilight that Zone. It is Twilight that Zone, th- and then
1: they redid it for the Twilight Zone movie with yeah. John Lithgow.
0: But not that one, because that one he looked like a furry beast. Yeah, no, you, but in the yeah, original one the, he kind of had these the sucker Shatner, lips. The Shatner one. Yeah, and it was it was grotesque and scary, and a lot of wide shots of just like people's heads turning to the camera. And uh-huh. I'm sitting in my room watching this alone, and I was I was kind of freaked out. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But very effectively done. But yes, even the billboards, the billboards and around, like the and magazines and sees stuff. a magazine cover, and then he takes his. Puts his glasses on And it says something like You know Obey Uh huh And then the other one is Um Oh, I had written a few of them down. Yeah, uh, marry and, and... Yeah, marry and, and reproduce. And reproduce. <laughs> For the and one. it's like a woman in a bikini. Exactly. He takes the glass yeah. off and it's
1: like a, an ad to go to Hawaii and mm-hmm. it's a woman in a bikini.
0: And he's it's at a magazine rack and he's looking at all the covers and of course they all say, you know, like, you just sl- go to sleep go to or whatever. Sl- yeah, yeah, go to um, sleep, eat, obey. And then he's holding like a wad of cash in his hands and he looks at the cash and what does it say? It's like, this is your God. This is your God. <laughs> <laughs> his I'm <name, the> <laughs> like, wow. I mean, not very subtle, obviously, <laughs> yeah. but still I appreciate. Uh, a film like this and it's like I uh, we we have something we want to say we're just going to tell it yeah. in, a, in a in a more entertaining way uh-huh. uh huh
1: and so I, th- I like what what happens with this movie is like half the half the struggle <laughs> is is him trying to convince his buddy you know he tries to convince his buddy Keith David like hey. Like, this shit's going down, and yeah. that's what we were talking about, at least, like, this five-minute fight in an alley. Like, and, and there aren't a lot of fights in this movie. No. You know, it's, he he gets the glasses, he learns what's going down, and within that, that whole sequence, like, that's when shit kind of starts going down. Mm-hmm. Like, he starts to realize something's off, and he starts, like, making fun of a woman in a store and... And he starts really like they start talking to their watches. Dude, how like,
0: creepy is that? That was so creepy. Yeah, we have they're all have their, their wrists held up to their they're all talking on like their Apple one watch. Of, one of them can see us. Yeah,
1: and they start I know. like converging on him and he's like, and then they're, I don't like this. They're one describing
0: day. him. He's like, he's wearing glasses. He's walking towards the door right now. Yes. He's witnessing all of this. Oh, how creepy. Uh
1: huh. And and that's when he gets attacked by a couple of cops mm-hmm. who are also aliens, and then he takes their firearms and he gets the guns. And and I like how what it is, it's it turns into a a, a gradual It's like a gradual uh, Escalation Yes th- Throughout this whole bit It's Very not like slow build He doesn't go Rambo on it no. It's just a gradual escalation
0: And in fact Some of the things I appreciate about this Are that he didn't go all Like uh, you know Schwarzenegger hero I thought when When the bulldozers come With the cops uh-huh. uh, When they're tearing down Shantytown Yeah y- You know that first act I totally thought Okay here we go Here's our first action sequence Here's where he's gonna Fight back He's gonna pull the guy Who's driving the bulldozer Out of the bulldozer Nope it just, ha- he, he witnesses he it, he watches, he's not ready to insert himself too far into that story, yet. he's right. still kind of an out, outlier.
1: Which is kind of indicative of a John Carpenter protagonist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you think every man. Snake Plissken, yep. and and you know, Snake Plissken's kind of the extreme when it comes to a John Carpenter protagonist. He's kind of maybe the most... Uh, Proactive Proactive I guess Or effectual Mm -hmm. Uh, But even then He has to be prodded He has to be like Given a virus Or an explosive Put in his neck To do something Uh, It's I I love the characters That John Carpenter Gives us Because for the most part They are kind of A little more steeped In reality They're not like I'm going to jump Into action right now Because it's the right thing It's I kind
0: of need to be Motivated to do it Big trouble Little China Same way Just a guy caught In the middle of circumstances And didn't want any part of it But now that he's there he has a choice to ignore Or to get involved and, That's right you know, the hero gets involved Yeah even when like the priest And uh, the other guy They've been caught After the raid And they're just getting beat up Uh huh And I was like Okay here Now finally he's gonna jump in And right? kick some ass nope, nope He just He saves a kid He saves the other he guy saves a nearby kid but, but not quite ready To insert himself Into this uh-huh. story yet. Yeah
1: so the uh, he he does end up in love after the fight. They're like he and Keith Jesus. David are just like shambling down the street,
0: and they <sighs> they end up getting a room in the hotel. Well, it's okay. So let's let's talk about this fight a little bit. Okay. So yes, it goes on for five minutes, and they
1: do the thing you hate. They did do the thing you hate. I remember that you've talked about this before. Where you like, I hate when you put wrestlers in a
0: movie and they end up throwing wrestling moves in fight scenes. All the moves were well, it, which makes sense because apparently he choreographed this with Keith David in John Carpenter's backyard, and they practiced it for yes like three weeks apparently. Yes, I don't know that it looks like three weeks worth of rehearsing, but okay, <laughs> sounds like a good story. I don't know yeah. that I, I don't know that I buy a lot of those. Oh, they just decided to do it and it looked good, and we decided to film it having been behind the scenes, a lot of that stuff isn't just like, oh, we just had a whim and we had $50,000 worth of extra film so we decided to take an afternoon and turn this 90-second fight sequence into a five-minute. It doesn't quite work that way. Uh I feel like they had it planned out. But yes, very well choreographed. Uh, And it was like the Lord of the Rings of fight sequences because (laughs) it had so many false endings. You think they're done, and then he helps him get up, but then punches it again. And then (laughs) Keith David will start to walk away, and then he gets tackled by Roddy. Oh my God! When is this gonna all over some glasses? And then I tell you, the frustrating part to me is we know how it's gonna play out. This could be a ten-minute long fight sequence or fifteen minutes. (laughs) Eventually, he's He's gonna 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 put the fucking glasses on, (laughs) and then let's just get to that part. So I was like, all right, I get it.
1: I kind of every time I watch it. I always want the fight sequence to end a different way. I always want, <laughs> I always want Keith David to win the fight and then put the glasses on himself anyway. I,
0: all, right. <laughs> all that for nothing. All that for nothing. Just, well, he almost stomped on him there. Yeah. I thought he was going to be. Uh...
1: And and the thing is, it still gets me going. Like I watch that fight, and it still kind of gets me going. I'm like, oh, just oh, just go put put them on. I know. Uh, so the. Uh, <laughs> they end up joining this resistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, La resistance. And, uh, you know, in true John Carpenter style, they join up with the resistance, and the resistance gets wiped out immediately. <laughs> um, Almost immediately. immediately. <laughs> <It's> like, uh,
0: <laughs> although, I do have to give it to him in, in in an era, you know, late 80s, and when, in a film like this, or in that genre, when all of the jump scares are kind of you, like you see him coming a mile away. Uh-huh. I did not see that explosion coming. No. They're just in the middle of a sentence. He's talking with uh, <laughs> whatever Foster. her name is. Meg Foster. And uh, she is mid-syllable and yeah. just huge explosion.
1: Who he had kidnapped earlier in the film. Yes. And had him drive her to her place mm-hmm. so he could kind of lay low. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, didn't quite work out for him. It didn't quite work out. No. She, <laughs> she
0: tosses him <laughs> she over a balcony. Nailed him and tossed him over a balcony. And then I thought like, oh, she's one of them. She has super strength. Yeah. Uh, no. And then you think, no, not really. She, but I, then, it, but at then at the end, uh, she, but she's not.
1: I I have no idea. I, I still don't know what to think. I still of her character. I still don't quite understand what was going on there. Like if they were like, if they had bred because that's what I thought. I was yeah, like, oh, they have a different form they of healing that can't that be. Can, that, yeah. Well, that they had doubles of her basically. Because mm. I'm assuming that like maybe she died like there was a version of her that died in the resistance headquarters because man she got up into the top of that that tv station <laughs> pretty damn quick unless she had one of those watches too that like got her there oh, as well oh good point she uh, might have but the thing is like she got there really quick and at no point and i know we're jumping around a lot real uh, here we're talking about like at the very end of the movie mm. where now nada and frank Keith David and Roddy, Roddy Piper. Piper, they're basically laying waste in the TV station trying to make their way to the the, the dish, yeah. the radar dish. which stop is stop the signal. The, it's the signal. Basically, the signal is making it so people can't see the aliens for what they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so without the signal, you don't need the glasses to see them. <laughs> and at this point now, they have contact lenses yeah. instead of the Technology's glasses. Technology's come a long way since <laughs> Act 2. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and so they need to get up to the dish. They're trying to take it out, and they're killing a whole bunch of guards. Oh and you God. find out at this point that the aliens have now recruited a bunch of humans mm-hmm. to do their bit. Like apparently they know what the deal is. Mm-hmm. And Gilbert. G- is Gilbert, one of these guys of the who turns, yeah. yeah,
0: thought he was their friend, and uh, turns out he's, he's 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 one of them. Well, he's not one of them, but he's been recruited.
1: What a son of a bitch that yep. Gilbert is. Mm-hmm. So at one point while they're wa- they're running down the halls, Ma- or Meg Foster, uh, what's her name, Holly. Holly comes around the corner and he's just you know Roddy Piper's like Holly and he just goes runs over and grabs her right. and like my question would have been like hey um what are you doing <laughs> how would you uh, how would you get up here like and he works even, for the station he's even asking questions when he goes he's like hey where's Holly's office Holly Thomas mm-hmm. where's Holly Thomas's office like you were just with her like <laughs> and it's not like a couple days have passed yeah like you were just later. there it's minutes later you had escaped by using one of those watches and you jumped through a hole like. Why would you immediately assume that she's gone back to the TV station? Like, in the middle of the gunfight, there was never a moment where she, like, yelled out to him, Meet me at the... Meet me at the TV yeah. station. That, That's that a good did, point. That didn't happen. I didn't pick up on that. So that that part always frustrates me when I watch this movie. Yeah. And and there's little bits like that in every John Carpenter movie, where I feel like John Carpenter knew where... He knew where he wanted to go with it, but he kind of, either through, like, bad editing, or something ended up on the, on the cutting room floor... Mm-hmm. Or they just didn't shoot it. Uh I feel like he knew where he wanted to go and it he the dots are connected in his head, but it doesn't quite play to the audience. Yeah, I could see that. So I'm like, well, what? Overall, this movie is it's campy, cheesy, sci fi sure. thriller. Yeah. And it delivers as far as on that uh, in that respect. I've you know, I, I have mostly positive things to say about this movie. As do I. To criticize it a little bit. Mm-hmm. This movie does run the risk of running at a bit of a snoozer pace. It
0: is very slowly paced. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this felt like it could have been an episode of Twilight Zone. Like, you know, here's the premise, and with a really tight script, we could have told this in a a one-hour episode, you know, 45 minutes or whatever. Yeah. And they're really kind of stretching out. Especially, yeah, it's it's 40 minutes before Uh he ever sees an alien. Right. You know? It's like all these things are happening, and he's getting the signal— but at the same time, I, I kind of admire that about it. And it's it, nice
1: that. a s- nice slow burn to build up that world.
0: I don't mind. I don't mind something being slowly paced if if there's kind of that mystery that's always propelling. Like you, there's always questions unanswered, and just by the time you get one question answered, now you have two more, and so as lo- I would like, I said you use, use the word compelling. I was compelled to yeah. the, the power of Christ compelled me to finish you've, watching you've this movie. Got to,
1: but the thing is, you've got to pay attention to your other production elements in your movie, and. Well, and, and the thing is, this is one of my favorite movies. I, I I love I celebrate John Carpenter's entire catalog. I loved even his Elvis movie he did with Kurt Russell. Oh, that, I never that saw that TV one. TV movie. Uh, I love John Carpenter's work, and this one is no exception. However, you know, if I have to criticize, I am going to say, you know, you've got a lot of a lot of moments in this movie, especially within the first 30, 40 minutes, mm-hmm. of Roddy Piper just kind of walking around aimlessly. And that score, bow, boom, boom,
0: boom. Bow,
1: yeah, bow, and like it almost lulls you to sleep. <laughs> yes,
0: and they reuse <laughs> like that's the theme of the movie, the main musical theme that they yeah. keep going back to. I'm like, really?
1: Can <laughs> pick up anything, Peppier? Right, and and so you've got to balance that. You have to mm-hmm. balance that with something that's going to keep you, you know, a, a little more, a little more engaged. Now, I have no problem staying engaged with it, but you gotta. Well, I'm lying a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sarah and I were trying to watch this last night and I it was again though I'm going on we had a baby yeah. and I'm going on like what? Three, three sleeps three sleeps three hours of <laughs> sleep in like a week and a half s time yeah so you know we tried to watch it at like 11 o'clock at night Oof, and no. I'm starting to like pass out yeah. while it's going and it's not
0: helping where it's just like bound. Yes. and I'm like just fucking something happened <laughs> I am a fan of John Carpenter but i am not a fan of the music choices he usually well he composes he usually composes uh, his own music yeah i know um and so it, that theme was not doing it for me and then also um he loves to use that that sax that synth the yeah. only thing worse the only worse sounding instrument than an actual saxophone is a synthesized saxophone and it's like 15 minutes in and it's like oh come on really i yeah. i get it but yeah it w- wasn't helping his case one of my favorite john carpenter composed soundtracks with on that on
1: that synthesizer mm mm-hmm. Is going to be, it's Escape from New York. Okay. That, yes, I, love I don't mind that it soundtrack, down. the way that movie, the energy that he attacks that movie with, too, is great. You know, you open up and you've got that, doom 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 and like from the very beginning you've got like what he does he sets up the map of Manhattan New York City and it tells everything like the wall around the city right. and he, he immediately sets up the geography of New York and that you know it's the prison and dah, 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 yeah. dah. and then immediately goes into like the weird like what's supposed to be the hidden one shot but it's not really and uh, and the composite with the models and the yeah. you know he, he throws so many different production elements at you at once so as a film geek you're like oh Wow, look at what he's done here, uh, and then kind of giving you all this little bit, all these little bits of information, and then introducing Snake Plissken, and then introducing the thing with the president. He's got a lot mm-hmm. of things that he's throwing at you, and he's still telling you a story at a pretty decent little pace. Mm-hmm. With this, you know, definitely, it's it's a little bit slower. Takes its time. It does take its time. You know, and in, in the thi- you compare this. I think you could compare this a little bit more with the thing. Where the thing is a little bit more of a slower-paced beginning, but you're still getting a little bit more information. Um, you know the again, you've got this one just maybe isn't quite as balanced in the beginning as his other work.
0: I'll give you that. Uh, also, just to completely switch gears, sure. Why were the aliens using? Um, The EKG monitors, meters. From Ghostbusters. From Ghostbusters. Oh my God. As communicators. Yes. A couple of times. That is a a recognizable and iconic piece of. uh, film lore equipment uh-huh uh and these guys are just like li- the little wings come out with the lights on them all right we've tracked them he's here in the but like no that's a fucking ekg meter yeah egon should be holding that not a- you exactly alien. that that's
1: that's right re- that, that's <laughs> so i random. pointed that out i was watching that this morning with dad when i tried i had to go back and rewatch it why would you do that i don't know would, i have no idea because it's not like because we're talking what
0: 88 <laughs> is the height of its popularity yeah I mean, well a few years later the anyway, real but ghostbusters but, that cartoon came everybody out, yeah about everybody that
1: time? everybody knew what Ghostbusters was at this point, <laughs> this, this yeah no
0: the EKG reader, I don't feel like you'd even be able to get the rights to use that. Uh, that would be I, like don't a I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you could trademark a prop. And the Fuck thing is, yeah, you can. If it's, not, a, if, not it's a, if it's if it's an original design like that, hell yeah. I don't think you. And if you're if, selling not if it's toys of it, the same production
1: company. Not if it's the same production company. And mm. not if you know what. Who's to say that? like Carpenter's prop guy wasn't the one that produced it for it, Ghostbusters. It must
0: have been something like that or like you said same same uh, studio producing uh-huh. it but uh, yeah. I was surprised to see that. I and was, it kind of took me too. out of the film. Right? It like, does. Uh, why would you do that?
1: Uh so I don't know if you're familiar with um <laughs> this is this is kind of a weird little stretch. Okay. If you're familiar with the band um uh uh what's what's a, oh god I can't remember their name now. Uh they did the song Cheers for uh, Fears. No, no. Uh
0: Durand What an asshole. I'm just You know, the 80s. more you
1: talk, the more it's going to take <laughs> me away from what it is that Sorry, I was trying to think. It. Um, god, what, what, what they did the song BYOB. What's What Outcast? No, not Outcast. <laughs> B- a song B- B- BYOB. BYOB the the system of a down. Oh god. Have you ever seen their video for the song BYOB? I don't think I have. Oh, okay. Uh damn it. I just ruined something. Yeah, so now this point is completely moot. Well, the listeners may have. The a- video a- to that song is a lo- it plays out a lot like this movie though huh. where like you've got these people partying and then you've got like this army of masked individuals that come in and they're trying to like stop the party and their masks are video screens and they've got a lot of like these things that flash on them and it's like oh, obey and I, you know, yes. do, stop do, and I kind of feel like wow you know this it's it's fun to see like that that John Carpenter they live influence kind of thrown onto you know, modern media, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, apparently there's some uh, uh, contemporary street artist who has uh, used the, the Obey as kind of his, his moniker, his calling card, Yeah, and then uh, admits that he got it from there. Shepard Ferry, ever heard of that guy? Nope. i okay. heard of Shepard Smith. <laughs> from, yeah, that's right, <laughs> Shepard Ferry from Fox News. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm talking about. There you go. So We'll be posting wh- links to those videos on our d- Facebook page.
1: What it, What did you think about the uh, th- the overall... The, like the end game of this movie like the way that that, that things kind of played out at the end
0: I also love it when and again talking about horror movies when they don't uh, maybe the good guys don't win or uh-huh. it's it's not the end of the story not that it's leaving itself up for a sequel but th- the message of this film overrode the plot and this smaller story that they're telling with these characters it's still about kind of you know being out of control uh-huh. uh, although I do like how it it, it opens it up. They destroy the signal at the end, and so everybody can now see the aliens for what they are. And there's just a series of like five or six shots. There's one. Uh, I love the. I love the first one. Like when the, it's the, the newscast.
1: Yes. And like you hear a, s- a voice off screen. And he's like, Barbara, you look like shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And now their 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 normal uh, alien faces are being broadcast everywhere. Uh-huh. There's the uh, the scene in a crowded bar. Where uh, just one, one guy's an alien bar when he's just looking up at the TV screen, <laughs> yeah. and everybody around him is just, like, staring at him, dumbfounded, and uh, no no emotion on his face.
1: Yeah, uh, and then there's that final bit.
0: The final shot. The final
1: shot, which screams to me it's great. of the studio, like, going, okay, you know, we're going to greenlight your horror movie, John, but what? you got to put tits in it. we got to get some TNA. you got to put some tits in the movie, and it felt like John Carpenter was like, fine, you want tits? All right. Here's your tits. You're gonna have and to he, wait for the end of my wait movie. To the very end of the movie, and I was like, "Good on you, John Carpenter." And
0: it's not even like a throwaway scene. Like I love how they did it. And it, it's it's uh, it's predictable at that point because uh-huh. it's the end of this series of everybody realizing that there there's aliens around them. But yeah, it's just some <laughs> chick riding a dude. And you just see her, you know, bouncing tits, and she's what is she
1: watching? She's watching TV, she's watching TV yeah, right? She's watching TV, and then she looks down, and, the, and and you see a shot a reverse shot of the guy. He's an and alien. He's an alien. He's like. What? What's wrong, baby? Yeah. (laughs) And at that point, you (laughs) see, you you hear like on the newscast, it's like it's like something out of a George Romero or John Carpenter film. Yeah, I heard that. I was like, very well done. (laughs) Uh, I I agree with you. I kind of like, I like when when a movie will stick to its guns as far as like staying true to the story. Mm -hmm. You know, don't Hollywood up the ending. Mm -hmm. Don't you know? And obviously, we like when the hero when the hero lives. Mm -hmm. You know, that's great. Yes, but. It doesn't make sense. You've got this drifter and there's a reason why he's a drifter. He has no connections. And we should have seen this coming a mile away when the movie opens and he's a drifter. He's got no one connected Mm -hmm. to him. Uh, And so it's great at the end. I thought Keith David was going to. Live. Man, me too. The fact that he has a family, I'm like, oh my god! Like that's, I was like, that's fucking ballsy that, that they killed him the way they did.
0: Yes, very suddenly. That moment for me was like uh, in The Departed when, when Leonardo when, when the, when uh, the, the elevator doors open when a character you've been following for the for you that you think is the protagonist following the entire two and a half hour movie, and then uh, the, the feeling of like emptiness. And now I'm talking about The uh, Departed, but yeah. and like just like. Where do we go now? What's right? going to happen now? They just killed the person we've been following. Right. Not that Keith Dave was a main character, but he is second build in this film. He's isn't second he?
1: build, and he's also he's the one that's got a family. He's yeah, got a connection. I know, I know. And I don't know about you, like I connect to stuff like that. I'm like, yeah. okay, he's got a family. Roddy Piper doesn't. He doesn't have anyone he's connected to. Mm. He's the weird guy. Like that's how his story needs to end. He's the guy that, like, a week later, the news is going to say. Like, man, remember last week when that psycho went into a bank and started shooting people? Right. Yeah, They finally found his dead body on the rooftop of a, of a TV station. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. And I know that's me thinking outside the box of, like, you know, in this universe of this movie. But, like, that makes sense. That's how his story needs to yes. end.
0: he was able to redeem himself.
1: Exactly. Uh, so, no, that was – it's it's wild. But, uh, no, I like this. I like that John Carpenter put together, you know, the, the guy that – I usually attribute, yeah, he made this kick-ass Escape from New York movie or he made this kick-ass horror movie called The Thing. You know, he really tapped into his inner Bradbury to give us this movie they live that, you know, <laughs> that stars a professional wrestler <laughs> and he uses him to his strengths. You know, he he keys into Roddy Piper's strengths. Okay, he's a pro wrestler. He's not the most uncharismatic guy. No. But the thing is, you know, maybe he's not the best with dialogue. So let's not give him a lot of it.
0: Thank you. Remember my critique of No Holds Barred? I was yeah. like, when you when somebody is as bad of an actor as Hulk Hogan, that's when you pair him up with somebody who's a great actor because he can do all the heavy lifting, and then Hulk just has to react to him, and right. he can he can then kick ass and yeah. throw people around. But they tried to make him deliver the majority of the dialogue, and it didn't work. Uh-huh. Uh, but although having said that, I feel like Roddy Piper probably could have handled. I think some so too. some heavier dialogue. The moments that he has, he's, he's so good. Uh, he's so subtle, uh-huh. um, and really understands. And especially, it's impressive coming from like a wrestling background, where you're you're trying to play to the last row uh, and yeah. everything's exaggerated. He's very subtle what he does with his face. There's a moment in here that I really love when um, he's starting to piece things together, and you know he's in shanty town with all the other homeless people. And uh, he's been noticing the strange things on the TV, and then the preacher, and there's something going on in the church next door. He's already broken in there once and realized that uh, – uh, no, 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 this is this is the time. This is the time when he sees the one guy sneak in, uh-huh. um, and he's, he's going to go check it out. But that guy has already told him – he's caught him in a lie, and I can't remember how he catches him in a lie. Um, but he, he they cut to him, and he has a little moment where he's realizing – He's. You can see the thought process in his head. Like he can't leave this mystery alone. He's gonna go check it out. Yeah. But he kind of has a little chuckle to himself. Like uh, half of it seems like, yep, yeah, that guy lied to me. Sure enough. And then the other half is like, am I really gonna? <laughs> yeah. Am I really gonna get myself involved? Am I gonna go down this rabbit hole? Uh huh. And he and he does. But uh, yeah, very believable. If I didn't know that he was a pro wrestler before seeing this movie, I would just thought, hey, what happened to that guy? That actor was pretty good. Right. I'll right. Like him.
1: Was that 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 muscular that you know that muscular dude didn't do any other stuff? You know, I had to figure he'd done another Rambo movie or something. (laughs) Um, yeah, the uh, I'm surprised with all of the the other properties that John Carpenter's put together. You Mm -hmm. know, that we've seen like we have Escape from New York, and then we saw a follow up with Escape from LA. Yeah, we had The Thing, and then we had a follow up with you know that thing prequel, and we even saw we had video games for The Thing. Oh yeah, that, that that were canon to that universe. I'm really surprised we never saw any follow ups for They Live.
0: Yeah, well, because what do you do now? You're stuck in a
1: well. In the in the movie, you had the moment where Keith David and Roddy Piper, and I know we don't we never refer to them as their characters, but <laughs> what well, we doesn't have a name, so it's gonna we, we had the moment where Keith David and Roddy Piper actually go into that that ballroom, mm-hmm. and the guy even says like here this you know the 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 West Coast or, or this. This, uh, this, oh, yeah. this uh, you know, this version of it. We've gotten the resistance. The resistance is taken out. Mm-hmm. Well, then that suggests that there are more.
0: That's true. So you could tell there, the there same other story. Cells. So
1: you could have that story, like, and have it continue on. Like, hey, did you hear about what happened in Cleveland? Oh, nice. Which they do. They do say that in Escape from New York. They're like, remember the Cleveland job. Oh, they, do, they keep yeah. alluding to something happening in Cleveland. Oh, so kind there's of a Cleveland connection. Yeah, there is a Cleveland connection. Uh, so, no, th- I really wish that they would kind of do something like that, where we could see like a little bit more, like something happening in expand the know. universe. Huh? Yeah, expand on that universe a little bit because you have this beautiful like invasion of the body snatchers style yeah. kind of thing going on mm-hmm. here, and it's not. Because we're fucking lousy with zombies right now.
0: Zombies and vampires. We're,
1: we're lousy with zombies and vampires. And this this still plays off of it a little bit. You know, that, that aliens among us thing. They're mm-hmm. hiding among us. But it's 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 kind of a fresh idea for right now.
0: Yeah, I like it too. And well, you'll be happy to know that they are in fact working on a reboot. Of course they've been doing that since 2010. Oh wow. So, who knows if it's actually going to come to fruition, and especially
1: with, with losing Roddy Piper now, nah, I wonder. I know.
0: Well, I don't know if he was going to be involved. I really do think it was going to be a oh, this is a great idea. It's, it's time for a it's time to re- revisit this with the 21st century special effects and technology. Uh, so that may still happen. Yeah. But yeah, no cameo Not from with the original. Now with Google Glass. Radio. Oh yeah. See, I mean, there John you go. John Carpenter created Google Glass. He basically did. I did. Yeah. I found myself wishing that it had a better budget or it was maybe made a little later yeah. in in the history of films timeline because uh, every time you put the glasses on, it would cut to, and I know they're doing a black and white shot, uh-huh. but it was always like lockdown. Yes. There were never shots where you saw the glasses you know, out of focus in the foreground kind of go up and down. They did do that a little bit like yeah, a little bit but you're right it
1: was just kind of like in the corner not nearly very often yeah. you
0: never saw the full like the reveal and then back down it was always like cut back to Roddy's face and then cut to his POV and then cut back to whereas nowadays it would have been uh, oh, one of my favorite shots in the original Spider-Man I say the original Spider-Man oh, but yeah. the uh the um, Tobey Maguire uh-huh. Spider-Man yeah is when he's starting to realize his powers to, yeah looks his physique and it is the day after he's the been, glasses? Yep, yep, yep. The glasses part—he's pulling it up, and he realizes he doesn't need him anymore, and it goes out of focus, in a focus. It's uh-huh. actually a really hard shot to do because you look at that shot and ask yourself, "Where's the camera uh-huh. in this shot?" And how are they pulling that off? Uh, very well done. Because Sam Raimi is a genius, yeah. and I don't care what people say.
1: Who says Sam Raimi isn't a genius? Dude, there's there's some people that get Haters. on Sam Raimi because of
0: what happened with Spider Man Three, and uh, I still defend uh, parts of that. Yeah,
1: I just I I just think
0: Sam Raimi is amazing. I think the things that were unsuccessful in that film were because of powers out of his control oh yeah studio cramming. they had promised vemon vemon venom before they even had a script hello
1: my name is vemon and
0: then they had to force him (laughs) vemon
1: i'm the new enemy of (laughs) spider-man vemon
0: it's not like Borat trying to say women. <laughs> this is Vigo. Uh,
1: did you have anything else about this movie? You know? I mean, I know we're sitting here kind of sucking the dick of
0: They Live. <laughs> no, it's it's fun, man. It it is. And it holds up. I do think it holds up. And I'm very excited if they do uh, do a reboot uh, because this has a lot of potential. Yeah. Um, as long as I don't go too much into the – I don't want to see the war of the aliens. I want to see – I still in, want that underlying story. theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this – Uh, uh, media and how Uh and especially you know it's especially uh nowadays it's a great well i think i think
1: what you could do you know you could expand on this and still kind of have that internalized uh and an intimate story but just go a different avenue with it Mm -hmm. and you know instead you kind of have you know go go more i mean we had the street preacher in this one but go more of like a a a clergy kind of thing you know make it more of a almost like a westboro kind of
0: yeah, the Baptist. A
1: Baptist kind of thing. Mm. A, a Westboro Baptist thing where actually the church is being the, the church is being controlled by these aliens and uh, see, and that's I what's going on. I thought that.
0: that's where it was leading me initially. And I'm sure intentionally it wanted to lead you down that track.
1: Yeah. Um all right. So if you don't have anything else I don't think I do. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, I I guess the only thing I have is uh so we talked about the big climax at the end when they're invading the cable station, Cable 54. Uh-huh. Is that which is that a call out to Studio 54? Uh, maybe. I guess. Um but that's where that's where the signals being broadcast and all the aliens are running that. Um and so we, we've set up It's okay for Roddy to kill As many aliens as we want to Because we set up You know he, He's he got the glasses on If he's shooting somebody We can assume That they're aliens
1: Or the humans That have bought in True Yeah Because yes. we
0: find out When uh, Is it Gilbert Gilbert's the yeah. The guy who, who Turns on them uh, or his own race, really, in uh-huh. sense of buddy, buddies up with the aliens. But a lot,
1: of, a lot of like the the police and stuff. They they say that like a lot of the police have bought in now. Mm-hmm. They're going to be, you know, they've signed on with them.
0: Yeah. So um, when they're when they're when they're just laying that place to waste, and and the body count is piling up, I kind of feel bad because a lot of the people he's like shooting, like they're working at a news station. Yeah. They're just like. People getting coffee, or script writers or PAs, like doing normal things. And I was like, "Yeah, they're aliens," and yeah, I know, but these are just like blue collar workers You're just that he's laying to waste. It's okay when the cops and the guys, the security guards, who are chasing him, I kind of felt bad. I got. Well, Those I felt working the, the same camera. way
1: about the bank when he went into the yeah, bank.
0: Yeah, he's just shooting randomly, people. shooting. Yeah, any alien that he sees in there, uh-huh. make a great video game, though. <laughs> it sure would.
1: Uh, all right, that's all I got. So,
0: if uh, what did you think they
1: live did the best?
0: It's that uh, it's that mystery that that ongoing question. And uh-huh. There's always something, and like I said, you get one answered, and there's two more questions that pop up. And it was a really nice way to. Uh, I, I was I was enthralled. I wanted to know how it all tied together, uh-huh. and it was kind of twisting and turning, and you didn't know who uh, who was the good guy and who wasn't. Yeah. Um. So nice way to slowly unfold this story. That again could have been compressed, could have been a a more action packed movie, but I admire that it was trying to do something. Yeah, uh, different. I I agree with you. I think that this movie was,
1: this this movie was a step away from being film noir, uh, yeah. like Ooh, a, yeah. a detective style story, just without the narration. It just didn't, it, you know, if yep. you, you had the black and white Rod, going Roddy for it. Piper narrating, suddenly you had like a classic style detective. Jesus, story. you're right, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, and and I I like what he was doing with that, and you what you you had an action star. And by all rights, you should have had just a shoot 'em up action movie, Mm -hmm. but instead you had something that was a little more thoughtful. Uh, But also to kind of put my own little swing on this, Mm -hmm. so I'm not just stealing your answer, (laughs) uh, I loved the production design, uh, specifically when he put the glasses on and the billboards. And I know it's very simplistic, but I loved the design of it. I Mm -hmm. thought it was really cool. I thought that it had a a very um, terrifying... (laughs) I guess it's the the best way that I could put it. Yeah. It was very terrifying. Just the billboards and, like, the magazines and how, like, how cold it it all was. Mm -hmm. It was so... Scary. Yeah, uh, I'm telling
0: you that shot of the money when he looks down. Yeah. and it's it's everything's been it's been observing from afar, but now here's something that he's holding in his own hand. Yeah, that the, he didn't realize. This is your God. <laughs> it's I was so like, great. wow,
1: this is so fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh and and that and and even the the alien effects. And I thought the alien effects were scarier through the glasses mm-hmm. than they were at the end when we finally saw them in color. Yeah, it wasn't as scary to me in color no. as it was in black and white. I was like, "Oh my god, this is terrifying." Yeah, uh, but no, I really loved how they designed it, how they did like the the black and white for the billboards and stuff. Yeah, what did they live do wrong? Uh,
0: you know, we mentioned the pacing early on. It's 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 slow. You have to don't watch it when you've been up for twelve hours with your newborn, for yeah. God's sake. Yes, um, it, it takes a while to get into. As much as I say that there's a mystery and there's something pulling you along, the first 15 minutes really are just kind of him wandering around. You don't know anything about the character. Yeah. So it's a little hard to grasp onto. Um, but I'm going to uh, focus a little more on that fight scene. Uh-huh. I, I get why it's iconic <laughs> and I get why it's famous. It made like some top 20 list of best fight scenes ever. Yeah. And when I read that, I was like, oh, I wonder what makes it the best fight scene. Because <laughs> it's five and minutes and I'm long. still kind of wondering what <laughs> makes it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's – it's, uh, I, I, intentionally comical, you think? Yeah. I think so. You think they were going for that? I think that? so,
1: because, I mean, it's, it's satire. It I is mean, satire. This whole movie is satire, and I think I think it, it runs along that same line, that John Carpenter cast a wrestler. He cast a professional wrestler in a movie that's as thoughtful as this, that's kind of attacking consumerism, and it lacks so many action sequences. Yeah. And that in itself is satirical. And that the only the only real fight scene in this movie is two guys that are friends not between fighting aliens, each other, yeah. and it goes for so long. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> feel like that's intentional.
0: It, it must be, and I hope so. Yeah, because that, ultimately it's over something as inconsequential as here. Put these, put glasses, these glasses on. Glasses on, which again we all know is going to happen eventually. Yes. Why do we have to have this fight? Scene yeah, it? But, so I, uh, feel like, I, I feel like I feel like
1: that is John Carpenter kind of turning this genre on its yeah, ear, yeah. and he's kind of. He's kind of pointing the finger back at Hollywood at that time mm-hmm. uh, because, I mean, that's kind of the way Carpenter's always worked. He's always kind of been like, yeah. you know, almost like George Miller with uh, with the latest Mad Max Hell movie. Yeah. Uh, George Miller's like, what, you're saying you can't make a movie about people driving for two hours and make it compelling? Yeah. Fuck you. I'm going to show you how of to do it. you can. And he did. With mm-hmm. uh, Have you seen Fury Road? Oh, yeah
0: it's fucking amazing it A roller coaster ride yeah and, and yeah just and, pure and
1: yet it's great it's mm-hmm. such strong writing and i feel like i feel like for that time for 1988 i kind of feel like i feel like john carpenter's kind of keying into a little bit of that with this um all right so if we were to remake they live now wait what didn't you like because that was what, oh, what, I, didn't what like. I didn't like yeah. okay so you kind of keyed into a little bit with the, with the pacing yeah. with me um uh, I did I, that. The movies it, it is. It's paced a little glacially at mm-hmm. first, um, but also when it comes to um, God, I had another one, and I'm trying to I'm trying to get it back. Uh, okay, da, 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 da. this is not oh, a good oh, oh no first. no 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 no! I got it back now. Okay, um, one I thought that the uh, we we played up a little bit the Meg Foster thing. I think we kind of played her as a love interest yeah. when we didn't need to. No. Uh, also, I kind of felt like. I don't know if maybe this was the sound on my TV or if it was the sound mix of the movie in general, but it felt like a lot of the performances were a little mush mouth. Like some of the dialogue was mush mouth. I had to go back hmm. and like go, what did he say? Interesting. And I had to turn the captions on a little bit. And I know this isn't the first time I've had to do it.
0: Hmm. So it might be the sound mix on my TV. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't experience that, but I was also watching it fairly loud. Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't See, mostly. I didn't
1: catch the final line of the movie. And like, I know I've seen it a few times. I, I've watched this movie a bunch of times and I'm like... What wait, what did he say? I can't remember the line at the end of the movie. You know,
0: now that you mention it, there was that moment when uh when at the very beginning Keith and David has just met Roddy on the on the uh the job. Uh-huh. And he's like, "Hey, there's this ha- place where we all live. You want to follow us?" And he walks off and I guess Roddy d- isn't going to follow him initially. And then decides to he starts tailing Keith uh, David and they get up to a stoplight and he catches up. Like, "I don't like people following me." Yeah. yeah. And then Roddy says something like, "I don't follow People unless I know where they're going or something like that. Yeah. That was his line, his retort. Yeah, But I didn't. I had to rewind it like three times because <laughs> it was a little mush mouth and yeah. I wasn't quite sure what he yeah. was
1: saying. Yeah, and so I had to rewind it a couple times to catch some of the dialogue. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's right. going to be what... Could be some sound uh, mixing. A little bit of sound mixing or whatever. Uh, all right, so if we were going to remake They Live Now, yeah. uh, how would we do that? <laughs> nope. I recast three people.
0: And I have four. Not a very large cast. I, I, get, I did Gilbert. I didn't, didn't, didn't do Gilbert. Gilbert. Well, I'll start with him then uh, because he's the guy who turns... On uh, his own kind, on his humans, he sides with the aliens, he sells out, much in the same way that Joe Pantalone does does in uh, the Matrix movie. (laughs) Nice. So, get Joey Pants to play the part of Gilbert. That's good, that's good. All right, who do you have next? And then I have Meg Foster, Uh who is the, The what's her character's name? Holly Thompson, Uh, who, is she an alien? Isn't she an alien? She's not an alien, but she's with the aliens. Uh Uh, And (laughs) uh, how about um, somebody who, I haven't seen around in a while, she's she's had some sci-fi in her career, uh, and she... Uh, is at the same time uh, gorgeous and, and approachable, yet when she goes into that dead stare, like I could see her being being an alien or uh. at least having a dark side. How about Ashley Judd? Nice. i seen Ashley Judd in a while. Okay. It's my Meg Foster. Uh,
1: all right, so for my Holly character, mm-hmm. I wanted somebody that could kind of go toe-to-toe with our protagonist, mm. uh, especially if she's going to hit him and knock him off the balcony of a house. True. Uh, <laughs> Ashley so I went, Judd,
0: probably a tall order for her.
1: I, I went with Ronda Rousey. <laughs> timely! Especially since she doesn't say a whole hell of a lot. There you the go. Movie. She
0: doesn't have to. She yeah. just
1: has to kick ass and yeah. chew bubblegum And uh, and that's something <laughs> Ronda Rousey does fucking well. Apparently, yeah. Yes. I
0: haven't seen any clip. But how how long did it last? Th-
1: her last match was thirty four seconds. Thirty four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I knew yeah. it was under a minute. That's ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. I like that. So uh, all right. So for my my casting for Frank. Yeah. Uh, Frank Armitage. That was the Keith, Keith David, David character. Uh, if you're familiar with the show Psych. Yes, Uh, I I recast with Dule. I think it's pronounced Dule Hill.
0: Dule Hill. Mm -hmm. Uh, I went with him him from West Wing.
1: I think he's amazing. He's a great actor. He's so funny. Uh, He's quick. Yep. And uh, I think he's gotten himself a little more like a little more jacked up
0: lately. Yeah, he's buff.
1: Yeah, he's buffed up. And uh, I kind of I'd like to see him involved in this. I haven't seen him in anything else Hmm. Uh, recently. I'd love to see him kind of involved in a plot like this.
0: Yeah, I, I. all of my initial choices for that character were kind of like, you know, bulky guys, and I wanted something a little more everyman. Yeah. David is not in shape in this movie. No. Uh even when he's fighting, or especially when he's fighting <laughs> Roddy Piper. Um so I, and I also wanted someone a little older who didn't look like an action hero. Um but uh, how about Chiwetel Ejiofor? From you 12 Years a Slave, and Serenity. I love that guy. Um I could see him in this role. And it'd mm-hmm. be heartbroken when he gets when he gets, he gets off by Meg Foster. Yeah. All right. Well, that leaves Roddy Piper. Yeah, nada. Nada, uh, the lead character. I went uh, also somebody who, who spent most of his career in a role where he didn't do a lot of talking. Uh, let, his, let his dick do the talking, actually. Talking about uh, um, Don Draper, John Hamm. Oh, okay. I was like, "What?" <laughs> Porn star Ron Jeremy is <laughs> is nada. a <laughs> no. Uh, John Hamm. Can you see him in that role? I that could. Man, he could be yeah. you know doing some manual labor and then stumbling across this <laughs> <Manuel> paper. <Labor>. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my my Roddy Piper. Okay,
1: uh, and I recast Nada. I decided to go with another professional wrestler. Yeah, of course. Uh, and this guy's going to have a movie coming out <laughs> September eleventh. Uh, oh. He has a, a straight to video movie coming out so, called 12 Rounds 3. Uh, this could oh be God. Dean Ambrose.
0: Oh, oh, I actually know that guy. From
1: the WWE. This guy's got a great personality in the ring. And he's kind of. Uh, if I had to pick a wrestler that's kind of close to what Roddy Piper's deal was back mm. in the day, I think Dean Ambrose is pretty close to it.
0: Is he like a villain come round? Not really
1: a villain right now, but he's kind of that crazy guy. Mm. And he's pretty good on a mic, uh, you know, and he's very charismatic. Uh, but I could totally see him playing this role, <laughs> you know, kind of being a drifter coming into town, wearing w- some glasses. What was the name of the film you said's coming out? 12 Rounds 3. So
0: this is a sequel, straight-to-DVD It's a straight-to-DVD
1: sequel. They've never had the same wrestler in Whoa. any of the movies. <laughs> it's one of those. Like the first 12 rounds was John Cena, the second I was one gonna was say, Randy Orton, and uh, now he's
0: in this third one. Nice.
1: Uh, so, yeah, if you've got any ideas on how you would recast They Live... Oh, wait, directors? directors? We didn't have directors. What was your director? I have a
0: director for mine, uh, somebody who... who can handle slower, creepy films like this that, that kind of come to a head, uh-huh. uh, it's time to give M. Night Shyamalan another shot at a, at a, a piece like this. I disagree. I this is right in his wheelhouse. <laughs> All right. Uh, the director for mine
1: yep. uh, has just wrapped a movie called Deadpool. I'm going with uh, Tim Miller, yeah, because I nice. like to. I'd like to put some more snappy dialogue and that some snappy fights in, in this. Uh, especially, you know, you've got that moment in this movie where Roddy Piper sees the old woman and he's like, you know, your face looks like formaldehyde. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, and I'd kind of like to see some more stuff like that. And I think, you know, a guy like Tim Miller, who's just done some stuff with Dar- with Deadpool, I think he'd be able to punch it up with some Deadpool style humor. Yeah, that would be funny. So that's that's where I would throw that. Good in. call. Uh, all right. So yeah. If you've got any thoughts about how you would recast They Live mm-hmm. uh, or any thoughts about what we've had to say about this movie, if there's something that we missed that you've been screaming at the at your podcast screen, uh, go ahead and let us know on Facebook. Just uh, go to Facebook in the search bar, put in the Editing Bay, and find the woman with the bleeding eyes. That's us. That's where you talk back to us. If you've got a movie that you'd like us to talk about, that's where you would make your suggestions. Mm-hmm. Again, Facebook and then Editing Bay in the search bar, and that's where you find us.
0: We have a website too, Rachel. We sure do. If you want to listen to our, our old episodes, if you're not subscribed on iTunes, get our old archive episodes on editingbay.com. That's our main website where. You know, if all else fails, you can always get links to our social media uh, uh, networks there. We've got our Facebook link there. We've got a subscribe to iTunes link there. I'll also have our Twitter handle there, which is at The Editing Bay. Follow us there. I'll always announce whatever movie's coming out. If you were following us this week, you knew already knew what we were doing, and you already know what we're doing next week. Uh, <laughs> and you probably already know what we're doing the week after that, because that's the only place I announced. <laughs> that one elusive third movie. Oh my god, it's so crazy! So, uh, <laughs> it's yeah. this weird, like going web back. web of time. That's space. right.
1: But either way, uh, let's uh, let's let's just keep on going through this thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're so close <laughs> and, to the and, end, and we'll, Joe. And, and we'll play the role. We'll play it out. We'll play it out. Oh. It's weird. We've bookended this. Um, okay. <laughs> so if you get us on your Apple device, your podcasting app is what you want to pull up, and uh, and go ahead and hit the uh, the search bar. And type in Next Wave Radio, and that's going to bring up all of our podcasts. Want you to go ahead and click on the Editing Bay, and on that you're going to find three little sections underneath in the middle. You're going to see reviews right there in the middle. Click on that and give us a five star rating and write us a review. That helps us out. Mm-hmm. All right, I, I mentioned this in all of our podcasts. It helps us with uh, getting sponsorships. I know we've got another live show that we want to do very soon. Uh, So if you could do that, leave us a review and then uh, leave reviews for our other next wave shows. We've got my comic life with Jeff and Sam love it, and the most valuable podcast MVP with Danny and Matthew. Mm -hmm. Uh, Leave them a review because they're trying to give away that Macho Man Randy Savage action figure. Limited edition. He's wearing that purple shirt. Can't find that anywhere anymore. Wow. uh, Except on MVP. And you could win it if you leave them a review. Uh, Once you've done that. Uh, tell your friends about our shows Mm -hmm. and have them do that as well Um, and if you don't have an Apple device you got an Android device go ahead and get the Podcast Republic or Podcast Addict apps and you could find us in the iTunes library by doing that. Okay, so next week mm-hmm. we're gonna have Sarah in the studio, yay! And we're gonna have Harper in the studio. Oh, little baby! And we're gonna be talking about a little movie called "Look Who's Talking."
0: Of course, it's perfect. That's I figure you'll have right. some some opinions having just experienced uh, the joys, the love of childbirth, of parenthood. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I had no intention <laughs>
0: of watching
1: the baby come out. Like I, I was going to just stay up by. Oh, you're by talking Sarah, about a reality? I thought you were the talking reality. the movie for a I second. I had no intention like, <laughs> like, of I remember watching that movie. scene in the movie. Uh, no, I was gonna stay uh, just a little anecdote. I was gonna stay with Sarah, like just kind of hang out right there uh-huh. and just kind of be with her, and uh, and because Sarah's like apparently a natural at natural childbirth, uh, <laughs> and so she was doing really well, and like the baby was like going to come whether she wanted it to or not. Yeah, they usually do. Uh, the uh, the nurse was like, "All right, Dad. Well, we need you to take a leg," and I was like, "What?" what?
0: Yeah, seriously. So,
1: so I had to hold
0: a leg. Wow! While while Sarah delivered the baby, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm picturing like a, uh, a a wishbone experience, where it's like who gets the bigger <laughs> right, part? Who gets the bigger part? <laughs> yeah. So
1: basically, when when Sarah was wow. pushing, like it was my job. We you had were to being push pushed. The leg. I had to push the leg forward towards her. Push the leg, Johnny. And uh, I don't know. She she might kill me for this, or she might be okay with this. But uh, Sarah had it was basically two contractions. She pushed four times, baby baby came out
0: like that. What a trooper. It was
1: so quick. Nice. And uh, it (sighs) was the most amazing thing. Like, I thought I didn't want to see it happen. Oh, no. Uh, And then after I watched... I, I cried when the baby of, when the baby course, was born. I was would. I was in tears. I and, know how
0: long you've been looking forward to it, oh yeah. and uh, yeah, I'm so happy for you guys yeah, both, and I'm can't can't so wait to tell. meet her. Meet her. Can't Can we, meet her. Can't wait to meet her. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant to say. She can't wait to meet her uncle Joel. No,
1: she's met Uncle Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so we're going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. We will catch you next week for Look Who's Talking. Joel, thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Welcome back. Thank you. Jeff, thanks a lot, man. We'll catch you guys next week. Thanks. Running around banks, all on the Scooby Snacks.
0: You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.